0: Hello and welcome to Permission to Be. I'm your host, Becca Epley, joined today by my good friend and co-host, Tommy Allgood. Permission to Be exists to be a space of hope for those journeying to find their true authentic selves. We hope that the story shared here will inspire you on your own journey and help you unlock the permission to be who you have always truly been. Hello and welcome to Permission to Be. I'm your co host, Becca Epley. Joining me is my co host, Tommy
1: Allgood. Um, is everybody drinking their tea and honey and antioxidants and staying well? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nurse Tommy.
0: <laughs> oh, y'all, today uh, we are thrilled and honored to have with us Allie Henney. She well, there's a, a list of accolades, but I'm going to give you the shorter version, which she's a speaker, a writer, a podcaster, and one of the honors that she just received is that she completed her div and that is so exciting, and we are so thrilled for Allie. That is a huge accomplishment. Allie, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you for having me and thank you for the congrats.
1: (laughs) So excited. So excited. So like, since you just finished your, how does it feel to be done?
2: feels really good to be done so like i started um my mdiv at fuller theological seminary in 2017 and fuller has like a 120 hour mdiv they also have a 144 um i don't think that anybody does that one anymore i didn't do it i did the 120 and somebody will probably like jump on it like that's actually not right (laughs) but i've heard that i mean like like that like i know how many hours my degree was but somebody will probably be like like oh well this isn't right but i've heard that Fuller has one of the longest MDiv programs. I know that, that probably was true for the 144. Um, I'm assuming that that's true for the 120, but it might not be. Somebody's probably like, oh, no, no. Like, like, like I go to whatever, like, and we have to do like 275. But like, I mean, so, so, I, so I don't know, but I just have, that's, that that is what I've been told by people. And so I did that um, full time. That's taking like three classes, a quarter. Then you have a, an apprenticeship year where you do two classes and then an apprenticeship, which basically is like, that's a fancy word for saying, like you do an internship with a ministry or church or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so for my apprenticeship, um, for, I was actually with the church for a year, but I got credit in school for, it was a, it was a nine month thing. Um, so I did, I I helped plant a a church and in that time and during my second year and then the third year, I was back to a full load of, of three courses. So I was done in basically like two and a half years not everybody does that like a lot of people like I've met people in courses in classes that they're like I'm finishing up this is this is like my 10th year and I'm like (laughs) wow okay like like, 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 I'm not about that life but like (laughs) like other other people and you know and to be fair you know people some people are getting their MDiv like wow wow they're pastor whatever like I actually stepped out of ministry to do my MD, because mm-hmm. uh, I like I was like I just want to be able to do it and get it done. It was definitely like a, a it was a, it was a whole lot. It was a whole lot of work. It was a whole lot of whatever. So to finally yeah. be in a place where it's like, oh, it's done. Like, it's yeah. like, like, I don't, I don't have to go to class anymore, which I mean, I was online students. So I didn't really have to go to class, but I don't have to like get on the, yeah. the, the student portal and listen to lectures and read and do all this other type of stuff. And so it's kind of, it's kind of like this, this weird thing. So i I've only been out for, I think like two or three weeks now, three, maybe, maybe a month. Um, I can't, I can't remember now. was close. It's, I, I just like, everything's done. I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. Um, so it's been, so it's been a little bit of an adjustment period of just like, Oh, I don't have because it's like there's this feeling of like always having to be doing something. Mm, Yeah. Um, So realizing like I actually, I mean, there there are things that like I have to do. You know, there's different there's different commitments and stuff that that I've had, but in terms of stuff like you know like i'm not going i'm not going to like flunk out of school if i if i miss a meeting with somebody like i just just like mm-hmm. oh crap sorry miss that meeting my bad yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you know like oh i, I need to get my I, I moved to a different state need to get my driver's license it's like nobody's nobody's out here especially like, with coronavirus i mean i think like under normal circumstances it would be like a big deal but it's like you know, my tags are expired <laughs> on my car mine too,
1: <laughs> and, mine too. Um, my driver's license <laughs> But my driver's
2: like, yeah right. I mean, my tags have been expired for like for like a few months. Um, but there, but like the no, but, like the DMV isn't like the like it's barely it's barely open. I do have a valid driver's license. I just need to need to switch. Um, I moved I moved to Chicago, so I need to get like an, an Illinois driver's license. But my but my driver's license is valid still. It's valid until until 2023. Um, so so I guess I'm not driving around completely about I'm I'm not riding dirty completely. But like, it's still it's still. Thing. it's still a thing but like it's just one of those things that's sort of like okay i mean i guess i guess you know like you know like i'm not gonna flunk out of school it's just okay i've got I'm like i've got to oh get i've got to get my tags renewed like it's i mean that can that can be a big deal um but i think you know, with coronavirus like everybody's just nah. sort of like
1: nah.
2: whatever <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are what are what are what are tags what are what are licenses what what's any <laughs> yeah. of this what does it even mean anymore <laughs> So yeah, so it's definitely been been a really just kind of interesting few weeks of um, just really trying to kind of figure out what it is that I'm supposed to do with myself, <laughs> because it's not that I, you know, don't have any plans or don't have any goals or wishes or desires, which is sort of like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to like shove a whole bunch of learning and a whole bunch of everything mm. into a 10 yeah. week period. Like mm. I can... I can read a book and I don't have to like read 50 pages of it. I could like I, I could read two pages <laughs> and then like not read it for a while. <laughs> and then, and then come back. Like I don't have to, I don't have to sit and try to read. Oh, so, so it's been just really interesting to kind of think about goals and trying to like realign goals and mm. what does, what does stuff even, what does, what, like what does any, anything mm. even
1: mean? So, so- yeah man, like, I want to go two different directions. I'm like, all right, what is that looking like for you? But I also want to know, like, what, like, what was your favorite part of, like, MDiv, like, uh, of getting your, going through seminary and, like, what changed you, what transformed you? Like, how does that impact your goals? Like, I don't know, there's a whole, uh, that whole story just made me excited.
2: (laughs) Hey, hey! I can, I could try. I can try to answer that. So, <laughs> I'll try to answer. I'll try to answer that. That that seems like a good answer. So, whenever I started my MDiv, one of the things doing an MDiv, it had been something that probably um, for well, a de- maybe a decade or around or route thereabouts, a decade. It had been something that I had wanted to do and, you know, had, had de- didn- never really applied anywhere, never, never did anything, but just sort of um, explored it as a, as a possibility. And actually even had felt like, you know, years ago, that I was supposed to go to Fuller, but at that point, they had almost zero classes online and I wasn't trying to move to California or anything like that. So it was just sort of yeah. like, okay, well, guess it's, guess it's not the time. And but I knew that, you know, I'd wanted to get more, more education and stuff. My undergrad degree was in, is in psychology. And I actually thought that I would become a clinical psychologist. That was just like, mm-hmm. what, that was what I was going to do. I, I felt a call to the ministry, but, um, you know, in my mind, I was just like, okay, you know, like I'll be, you know, a part-time youth pastor and a clinical psychologist, and then felt, felt a call to me. And I was actually planning on going, getting my degree in psychology from my, my PhD or PsyD. I think I think they offered a PhD in psychology at the institution that I was thinking about going to. But it, long story short. Felt a call into ministry. Got a got a job after I graduated from my undergrad, and so that was something that I just like, kind of set set aside. And just was kind of like, you know, even though psychology is something that I'm that I'm very interested in, there have been times whenever I've been frustrated with myself and I'm just with, with life, and I've just been like, ah, I need to just go back and like, and like you <laughs> know, get, go back and finish and and finish the the uh, the the rest of my of the psychology program, graduate program. I would have I would have had a PhD sooner than that. A master's <laughs> degree, just FYI. Like like getting an MDiv is like getting is like getting three master's oh degrees. Um, just gosh. a lot of people don't know that a lot of master's degrees are like thirty credit hours. Yeah. Like, oh, Divs like you know hundred twenty. But so I so I would have so I would have had a doctorate like in the same oh in the gosh. same amount of time. But anyway, I'm not upset about that. I'm not Wait, it's Just, it's good just on me. you because I would be like, <laughs> where's
1: saying, my where's but, call, me but, doctor, okay? <laughs> call me doctor, okay, call me doctor.
2: But yeah, so so yeah, so like I just um, there, there have been times I've been like, ah, oh, I should have just you know like whatever just you. Know, Fresh yeah. with life, but but definitely have, have felt a call to ministry. So going and getting my mdiv then was just kind of there like it was this is such a weird story but like i was pregnant with my youngest okay. and we were we were living in a rental house at at the time because we were we had moved back we lived, lived in virginia for a while moved back to missouri mm-hmm. and we were waiting for the house that we that we owned for the people who had we had rented it to for their lease to be up so we could move back into the house that we owned that we just sold <sighs> but, but that's but that's the whole thing and so yeah. i remember like you know being pregnant and and you get up and go to the bathroom 50 million times. Mm-hmm. at least. really that's what I did. Oh, and, so, <laughs> and so one night I was just, just happened to, to get up and have to go to the bathroom and I was sitting on the toilet and I just felt the Lord speak to me. Like, you know, it's time to think about going to seminary. And I'm like, okay but like i'm you know like super <laughs> pregnant and super sick and like yeah, never, like never pre- pregnancy for me just isn't like really you know it's i'm it's not a cute like wonderful no, it's time not. it's like
0: it's not it just, glamorous. it's
2: not it's really not and like i and like i i get very 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 ill and I'm ill like the whole entire oh. pregnancy so it's just it's just not a fun thing so it's like okay god's like oh you should think about seminary and it's like Okay. Okay. And so, um, and I was a youth pastor at the time, and so um, at a, at a church at, at the time, and so I was like, well, okay, you know, and I, and I talked to the Lord about it. I talked to so to to one of my mentors about it, and just was like, okay, this is what I need to do, and, and kind of you know, felt like that that was what that's what I needed to do. So I stepped out of ministry. So whenever I started school, I just sort of was like, you know what. I want to go into this with a completely open mind Mm -hmm. and realize, you know, I want to learn as much stuff as I can as I can learn, and I want to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Fuller is an interdenominational institution. So, you know, I think that that there's like um, a lot of Presbyterian or Reformed people that that go there. Whatever. I am not Reformed. Full, going to Fuller did not make make me Reformed. Um, but I know that, that that Fuller is. Some people think of it as being like super Reformed or whatever. But that. But I I, I thought what that they that were, I thought they were going to convert me, but they didn't. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I have, I have, so, like, so like I say that reform people basically like long story short like like people that believe in some of the doctrines and stuff that came out of the Protestant Reformation which which is basically whenever the group people were basically like Martin Luther was like, we don't want to, I don't want to be Catholic anymore. He really wasn't like that. But a lot of people were basically like, there's stuff wrong with the Catholic church. The Catholic church needs to change. And so the Catholic church was like, well, we're not going to change. So then all these different denominations mm-hmm. started and so then there are people that still that that, that exists today that i mean a lot of you know, protestantism comes from that but there are some people who are reformed who they 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 have um they i guess maybe not all reformed people are calvinists but like they believe that but like a lot of reformed people tend to believe in like the 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 five points of calvinism so believing in like whatever and, and i'm really not going to do mm-hmm. a good job mm-hmm. of articulating what it is okay. i just know right. that i'm not i that. got you girl i, got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that, i know that i'm not that um i don't i don't necessarily believe in in predestination and election i don't believe in a limited atonement i mean maybe i believe in total depravity i don't know um i don't know if i believe in irresistible grace like i don't yeah. know like I, there's just you know, all this that i'm just like ah it's not it's not my bad and so and so they and they didn't and Fuller evidently didn't teach me adequately <laughs> what, it, what it was and so and so I could and so, so I was like I was like I don't know I was like I'm new to it it's like I don't, know. I don't know what people are I don't know what anything is so anyway so I was just like you know what I'm going to be completely open and you know study what there is to study. And uh, you with know, Fuller being being interdenominational and, and everything, I knew that there was gonna that, that you know, there's gonna be a lot of different a lot of different perspectives mm-hmm. there, and that was something that I valued. And I also valued that they were that they were a place that elevated women in ministry, and and mm-hmm. they said on paper that they care about diversity, and I think that they that they really do with their heart care about diversity, but they need to do a lot of work on that. And I've actually done work with the institution and have complained and said, you know, hey. Y'all need to do better on this mm. because this is a whole thing. Um, this is a this is whole scene and mm-hmm. it's not okay. This is super colonized and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, not, not with it. And so yes. anyway, um, so, you know, as I, as I came in and, and started to, to learn and everything, I really enjoyed that. The aspect of seminary that I really enjoyed was, it's kind of weird, but like the, the reading aspect of it, the research, just, just like the act of, of learning about something that I didn't know before. So like I took a class on Eastern Orthodoxy. I knew nothing about the Eastern Orthodox Church mm. like I, like I knew very little yeah. about the Eastern Orthodox Church and so being able to learn and be able to like research I did I wrote a um, paper and like I, I got an a on it but honestly it like wasn't a very good paper <laughs> and and um, like like the fact that I'm a decent writer like saved like the paper because I because I, I, I was writing on a topic <laughs> I knew absolutely nothing about mm. and so um, I was writing on on something about Eucharistic prayers well my background is like you know pentecostal charismatic church like yeah we don't we don't do mm-hmm. eucharistic prayers in the way the that the orthodox mm-hmm. church does or the episcopal mm-hmm. church or or the lutheran church whatever. I mean, i'm an episcopalian now but that's a whole other like thing um <laughs> but like so I, I consider myself like a charismatic pentecostal episcopalian, okay, okay. Just, like, It's like a whole thing but anyway, but, <laughs>
1: okay okay <laughs> <Epistopal>, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I call myself Anglocostal. Like because like, Anglican Anglo- episcopalian is the same thing. Yeah, like it's like, I like, like and, you know, I'm Anglican, but um but I'm but I'm Pentecostal too. And like I'm Pentecostal to my bones, you'll have to like, you know prime my Pentecostalism um, out of my cold dead hands. Um, but, you know, definitely like, like have, have enjoyed so far being part of the Episcopal church. But anyway, so yeah, I was just sort of like, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm here to learn. Like I'm not here, I'm here to learn stuff. Like I'm not here to just sit and have people confirm for me the things that I, that I always thought that I knew, like, what's the, like, like, like I'm paying all this money to go here. Like, why am I going to pay, like, why am I gonna pay money to just sit and be like, oh, I believe this. And I, yes, I'm going to write all these papers and like mm-hmm. only look at things that mm-hmm. agree with what I agree with like that. Mm-hmm. So I, so I really tried to, I really tried to stretch myself and learn. And so being able to, um, I didn't like necessarily the process, the, the, the anxiety of working on a paper and working on something to try to get a grade on it, but I liked the process of researching and of getting my thoughts together, building an argument, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that part of it. And so then, kind of as I went through seminary and, and learned, you know, about about different, learned about different things, and, and really had a lot of my beliefs and thoughts challenged, not only. Um, at Fuller, not only like in, in that context, but even in some of my context, just, you know, the, the different, the different friends that I, that I made yeah. different, different colleagues and stuff, different di- fellow ministers and stuff that I've, that I've met along the way who challenged my, my theology who ch- and not like they, like they were out here, like I challenge you, but just like, you, you know, like like you know, I have a, I have a good friend um, who is a disciples of of Christ pastor and he would, he would post things and, and share things and whatever, you know, we, we've been, we've been in a lot of the same, a lot of the same spaces. In fact, I even um, a at his church some, um was theologian, theologian in residence and stuff. I was at his church for a while. It's one of those things that like, you know, he, he would post stuff, you know, he would talk about things and it's like, he's talking about things and thinking about things that mm-hmm. I'm not really thinking about those things. And so like, mm. so like, let me figure out. Like what what I think or what I believe about that, and what what are some different perspectives on on that? And so it's like I, it's like you know, I don't necessarily have to believe everything that somebody presents me with, but I can at least be open-minded enough to consider it and to consider the arguments for and against it and to and to and to kind of understand you know just just better. and so as i as I went through seminary as I, as I went through the process, went through the journey of of learning. I, I did a lot of work. Kind of one of my research interests was whatever topic it was. Pretty much in any class, I would find a way to incorporate like Black mm-hmm. theology, Black liberation theology, womanism. I would I would find an angle for that, mm-hmm. and would and would find ways to um, to bring that into it. So to bring my blackness, yeah. to bring my my, my my black perspective into a, a curriculum that that in a lot of ways um, was was colonized, but still having having the freedom and, and leeway to do that. And so kind of as as I was able to do that, as I was able to just be. Um, just exposed to a lot of different things. You know, I mentioned doing um, doing an apprenticeship and stuff during during my second year, and um, that was like at and kind of an interdenominational church. That was kind of what is the Disciples of Christ Church now. Yeah. Um. And, and incidentally, they they just uh, became part of the Disciples um denomination. Um but but at the point at the time that I was there that I was serving there as, as associate pastor. It was just an interdenominational church. And the pastor of the church, she she was just was really she's always someone that she she's still I consider her, still consider her a good a good friend and mentor, but someone that just always, you know, really she really pushes me to to think uh, about things and really pushes me, it has really pushed me and challenged me to, to think about, well, why do I like like I have this strongly you know i have a strong opinion about it, but what is it but but like what does that actually mean and and how does this actually i might i might think like well, you know maybe maybe like you know i I couldn't do this or or like or I couldn't do that or whatever, and then you know but but like what about like the real world like I have this opinion just kind of in a vacuum, but what about like how does that how does that Play into the real world, and so you know, just just having that having that experience, and so then mm-hmm. within that we started to you know I, I knew that I'd been called to, been to ministry. I've yeah, been in ministry served yeah. as pastor and stuff for for years, but I had uh, several professors tell me the two things that, that I heard consistently from my professors was like, you need to be ordained in ministry. Like you need, you need to do this, but also like you need to do a, you, you need to do a PhD. Those are the two things you oh, need yeah. to do a PhD. You need, you need to do further education. Those are the two things I've heard consistently. I've heard consistently from my professors and the couple of professors in particular who were just like, in order for you to really fl- live out your calling, like you really need to be ordained. And that's something that, um, I had felt, but I always kind of was like, wrestle with like, do I really need to do this? Is this really whatever? And so being, being a woman, um, being a black woman, Mm -hmm. and also I think that, that, you know, it's, it's often, it's very hard to find a denominational home. It's very hard to find a place where for me, I realized along some of the journey that like I can't participate in a denomination that I, that I couldn't lead. And it's not that I want to lead a denomination, like, uh, no, no, thank you, like, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really not even a denominational person. Um, I don't really, I don't really like denominations. Yeah. But having been on the other side of non-denominationalism, I realized. That like I found myself in ministry always having to start over because my family has has moved, we transitioned mm-hmm. different times, and the idea of having to keep starting over, I didn't like that, mm-hmm. and I, I that that's that's one of the one of the things that that makes me averse to to non denominationalism. Mm-hmm. One of the few things that that makes me averse to that is that it doesn't is that you know great if you're going to stay at the same church for you know 50 years, it, it's cool like it it works out, but I, I found myself you know, just, just always, you know, going into, going into a new context and sometimes feeling like I had, I had to prove myself Mm -hmm. or just even then some of this no just knowing some of the spaces and stuff that I, that I would walk in like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, well, I'm not really like ordained or I'm not licensed or something like that. And just, and just realizing like, this is something, this is something that that I need to do that would, and not saying that non-denominational ministers aren't credible because I, because I fully, I fully believe that, um, that they are but but just recognizing that it wasn't that it wasn't the thing for me so then trying to figure out well where can where can I be ordained that's going to be that's going to be something and and, and you know the, the episcopal church is my home right now I you know, I ended up just did that 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 ended up becoming becoming a fit and i say that you know there's not a whole heck of a lot of uh black episcopalians they they exist and thankfully they exist where i live now there's several black episcopal churches um where I, but you you don't think like episcopalian mm-hmm. and like immediately think yeah. like you know black people yeah you think like some old gray-haired white, <laughs> white dude with like you know i, I don't know yeah. and so yeah. but but like we're definitely out there we, def- we definitely we definitely exist i wish that that more of us existed you know i this is this is where i'm at right now and we'll see what God does. I mean, you know, I have no idea what, what God is going to do. And I'm, and I'm okay with that at this point. I'm at peace with that. You know, God could be like, okay, cool. You were in this denomination for a while because of like, whatever. And cool, maybe you'll go over here. And so I'm just kind of, you know, really super duper open to that. Yeah. So then you know, kind of getting to the, to the goals aspect of that. It's just like, you know, real, something I've realized through, through seminary is just like, you know what? I don't know. Like, like sometimes God is just like, you know, And And it's just, like, 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 I mean, like, why just, you know, just for real, I mean, there's times where God's like, you can be like, oh, man, I have all these goals, and I have all these, and I have all these plans and whatever. And I think that he can definitely, like, inspire us to do things and inspire us to want to be in spaces and to put things in our hearts that, that that, that are part of kind of who we are and part of where he's leading us, but, like the road that we think to get there, it might not be that exact road. And he might be, so like the the preparation, he might be preparing us for something and it might look, and we might think, oh, well, this is what this preparation, like like, we we might think that something is like, you know, the thing Mm. whenever it was only preparation. Mm. And so, and so I just have been, so I've had to learn that, like, that's not, like, that's not like, that's not, you know, anything. I, like I'm just learning this. Like this is like a brand new lesson. So it's not like you know somehow like oh yeah I just learned really like, that <laughs> Like these are these are things. <laughs> these are things that I just have had to learn. You know like whatever that like you know what my being in different places, being in different in, in different seasons and whatever the heck. Like it's just like it's just you know sometimes it's it's preparation and sometimes. At, but with that said, sometimes other stuff just kind of gets screwed up too. And so like I've had that happen where people like you know don't act right and maybe you were supposed to be someplace but people decided that they that they ain't gonna act right and so then god's like oh mm-hmm. nope okay you're done like mm-hmm. we're gonna do something because yeah. because because yeah. they, they acted a fool over here and so like that's just that's kind of just been that's kind of been my, my journey and so like I'm at this point like right now where like a lot of stuff like is annoying mm. it's sort of like it's sort of mm-hmm. well I know you yeah. you're, you're a nurse so you probably you know get like whenever people start saying stuff and they're and they're like oh yeah you know blah 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 and you're like okay but this mm-hmm. is caused by mm-hmm. bacteria so antibiotics yeah, yeah. or, or, or bacteria <laughs> which is which is, which, is what, which right now I like I like I had it in my mind no, in it, okay, and then okay, I and then okay. I lost but... it and, I, and, it's, and it's actually something that I should know and you're like okay but cool like like antibiotics are <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever, and so like, I have that conversation more so time like, next year. You're longer. just to
2: <laughs> but but it's like, but I need it, and you're like, and you're like, oh, you're like okay, cool, like this is, but, it, but it's like, it's not going to, whatever, you know. But go off, and so like, you you have like that, like the thing where are where like, wherever you know about something, like wherever people don't know about it, it's not that you're arrogant and like think like, oh, I just know everything, but it's just like one of those things that you're like, oh my gosh. People really don't know stuff, <laughs> and, and so like I've been I've been in some spaces where like we're like like you know people people talking about theology or people like whatever where it's like, oh wow, y'all yeah. really <laughs> don't know, <laughs> like like y'all like like what are your what are y'all's pastors teaching you? This is not like this is
0: that that's
1: and what are you not questioning? Yeah, well, Kevin like, Garcia, right? Kevin Garcia, he talks about like bad theology kills, and so it's like so so often. I think for me as a nurse, as I experience it, or even in other spaces, it's just like these, what you're thinking right now is actually deadly in instances, (laughs) right? And so, and, and I feel like theology carries that same weight, especially if when it begins to be weaponized against people, against Black people, against women. And so like that, when you were talking about that, that's sort of what popped up into my brain surrounding that a little bit
0: well that's what colonization did was weaponize theology i mean yep. that's here we are today and i mean those white men used it to make sure that the black community was considered othered and two-thirds a person and they used the
2: not even two-thirds not like even two-thirds fifths. Fifths, fifths, sorry <laughs> Thank yeah, not, not, even, not
0: even 65 not even 60. or, or 67% once you round. And they just, they, ah, uh, we, we white people took the Bible and used it to destroy other human beings. And yep. that, and, and everybody was sitting there going, yes, that's the pastor. That's the leader. Yes. Nobody's questioning. Yep. And just because nobody's questioning does not mean that it's still not on them for following.
2: Yeah. And you know what? That's something that whenever you talk about that questioning aspect, I think that I do not consider myself an evangelical. I don't know if I ever really considered myself an evangelical, like I guess, you know, being evangelical adjacent, you know, being going to, so growing up in the black church, but then going to like white Pentecostal and charismatic churches, it's sort of, I mean, Pentecostals and charismatics, People debate on whether or not they're evangelical. At this point, they're evangelical, <laughs> um, but you can, but you can definitely, and doctrinally they are. But, but in terms of like, as as a voting block as a whatever there's there's little distinction mm. um and really I mean I could go into even just you know w- there's there's little distinction between Pentecostalism and like Southern Baptists mm. in a lot of in a mm. lot of ways like even I mean even you talk about oh Pentecostals speak in tongues not not a whole lot of them do anymore mm-hmm. like 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 really I mean yeah. it's, it's there's there's a lot that, that we could talk about that we could talk about with that but like the but the idea of questioning like a lot of something that I found because being somebody that is Evangelical adjacent, that a lot of the Christians that I know are evangelical. There's this something that I've that I've observed about the culture, is that there is an aversion almost to like, like everything is just it, it, it's it's pat answers, it's platitudes, it's all this other type of stuff. And um, I actually had, um, I guess it would have been it would have been about a year ago. It would have been right at a year ago i listened to searching for sunday by rachel held evans like it was it was just it was really even interesting kind of how how that turned about my, my mentor my, my friend had had told me like you need to read this or there's some some of the things that i was just like i was wrestling with the book had nothing to do with anything that i was wrestling with but my friend was just like i just really feel like you need to read, yeah. you need to read searching for sunday and she had actually recommended it to me not very long before rachel had passed mm-hmm. and so like i had bought i had bought the the the, the um, paper copy of it and and had and had it whatever and i followed rachel and stuff on twitter a little bit Was was familiar with some of her work but wasn't yeah. really i mean you know like like her being a white woman she's she somebody that i considered an ally like you're you're an ally but but her but her platform and stuff is like it's like i felt like oh that's that's really like that's really for white women mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's that's not necessarily anything and that's not that's, that's once again you know no shade on her or anything that was just like oh you're, okay you're this white woman speaking to white people yeah. about about yeah. justice rock on with your bad self you're cool and so not very long after after she had passed away I was I was on a long road trip and I I uh, decided to, to read to listen to um, searching for Sunday on audible and so um, so it was so it was just it was like kind of an experience hearing her voice mm-hmm. reading that it was it was really kind of an emotional experience and I was like, wow just feeling like the weight of, of that loss like wow she, she was she was brilliant she was honest like whatever like mm-hmm. it, it, in searching for Sunday um, definitely definitely changed my life but like the book wasn't about it so it's kind of weird because it's like the book wasn't about like a lot of the struggles and stuff that she had was like nothing yeah. like like the, that that i that i've really struggled with yeah. but there was just something very universal like like i you know i i've never i've never gone through like a faith crisis where i've like lost faith yeah. in god like i've never i definitely have been in the place of like i'm not sure kind of where i belong in terms of like what church i should go to or should i be part of denomination like like that aspect of it i've been i, I can identify with being in a church with being in church settings where you don't necessarily like what's going on, and you yeah. have and you have some issues with some things, I, I could I could relate to that from mm-hmm. a perspective as being a black woman who had 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 found myself in these in these white predominantly <laughs> you know these predominantly white um, charismatic some some of them even multicultural church like kind of wannabe Pentecostal and charismatic or charismatic you know heritage yeah. churches or yeah. whatever and. And I could relate to kind of some of her her feeling, of uh, for her it was you. Know- questioning her faith of like there's no there's no space for that there's no space for for this for me it was more kind of from an aspect of race and like y'all y'all aren't y'all don't care about justice and y'all like y'all aren't willing to to interrogate some of your assumptions about people who look like me y'all commodify my culture use my vernacular my culture as a marketing thing and like and like that's it and you know all these things But I think that a lot of that that a lot of times this this whenever we start talking and thinking about like bad theology, I think that I mean and and everybody evangelicals do not have the market cornered on bad theology. Like <laughs> like there's <laughs> there's bad there is bad theology yeah. every everywhere wherever there are people there are going to be people who have something about God wrong, Mm -hmm. and have it really wrong. And I guess if they're lucky, maybe the thing that they have wrong doesn't, it's just something that it doesn't end up hurting people. Yeah. Um, Very rarely is that the case, because I think a lot of times where people think that they, they get it in their mind, that they know something about God, and that other people need to know it the same way that they know it. Sometimes that's where like oppression and stuff Comes in. That's where persecution and stuff comes in. So very rarely does it happen that somebody's just like, I have this off-brand opinion about God, and I'm not going to try to force it on anybody and do anybody harm. Like, very, like that. Unfortunately, that seems like a like a rare like a yeah. rare instance. But something that that, that just you know, once again turning turning the observation to kind of like the evangelical tradition because I think that. That right now they are the ones who most clearly are doing yes. harm. Okay. Um, who I think in our society that their that their bad theology is responsible for a lot of harm that has happened, in, well for forever for for, for a long time yeah. um, <laughs> for sure. You know we could, we could t- we could say we can at least say for you know, the last forty odd years, last almost fifty years we can we can or sixty years, we can we can definitely. Saddle that yeah. and say and say and yeah. say that, but but even just in our current in our current zeitgeist, um, you know, evangelicals overwhelmingly voting for for a president that a lot of people feel are, are is racist and voting for policies and stuff that are harmful to people and that just being justified as well. This is God's man, and but God could do this, but God could do that. Yet they can they they they're, they were cool. They're cool with that but somehow you know a black man being in the white House for eight years like that was good. that like the whole world I mean they, they they're, they're they're you know like, like Hamilton and Yorktown <laughs> <turned> upside down <laughs> they're just like they, they were just all like like oh my gosh like this the, the world is turned upside down we just we just can't do it and but but then you know but now everything is you know Jesus is back is hitchhiking his way back into the into white house apparently like has a suitcase and is on his way back to the white house evidently but that but that piece about questioning and people just being able to just be like you know what i don't know if i agree with this i'm not sure like what are the implications of this theology that you're spitting from the pulpit and people and like this just the at least the way that i have seen and this is this hasn't been every pastor that i've had by any means um but the way that i the way that i see a lot of people in the pulpit, a lot of people handle the word of God is that it's almost like I'm here telling you the word of God. And if you don't agree with it, then you're not solid or like, or to, or to even to question it. Like I've done, and and these are people like with no, and so the thing too, and like, I don't like to be an education snob at all because not everybody has access to education. Seminary costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. and not everybody has that, mm-hmm. not everybody has that kind of money like just just mm-hmm. i mean i don't have that kind of money but i have, like the lord provided for me to be able to go like yeah. i didn't have that' I yeah. didn't have seminary money <laughs> but, yeah. like, i didn't I, I didn't have seminary money but Amen. god but God provided and that's not to say like if God doesn't provide for somebody else like, like god does god loves them less it's just like not everybody has that but i also see the danger in whatever people like we have a lot of like you know there there are people there there are entire like church planting movements that are based on If you have a dream in your heart, if you have a call from God and and it's something that's in your heart, that you can go start a church. So you don't need theological training. You don't need training, anti-racism training. You don't need sexual harassment training. I mean, training to not sexually harass people, not how to do it, <laughs> but like, you don't, you don't need like, like you don't need any type of cultural sensitivity or awareness training. You don't need any type, any kind of training. You don't need anything. All you need is just, just, just the 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 call of God and the and the dream in your and desire in your heart to go and plant a church. I mean, like that's like I believe, like like you know, there's there's some who is called, there's some who sent, and there's some who Ooh. just went. And like not everybody, not everybody needs to be a pastor. Mm. Not everybody needs to be in somebody's pulpit. I I believe firmly that I I, I I've been in ministry for almost twenty years now, mm. and. Oh, and like you, I, I am here. <laughs> you, I talked earlier about you. Know, their types are just frustrating. was just like, oh my gosh, like I just want to go and just deal and, and deal with people that 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 help people with mental illness and, and deal with with all that comes with helping people with mental illness because that would be better than deal, that. That would be better not to you know, down mental people who are mentally ill, but just to say like like that's something that 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 because because ministry can be so like you know whatever that, that at least like you know in a, in, a, in a psychological practice yeah. I can walk away from that yeah, yeah, at the end can, of the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can I can I can I can I can yes yeah, somebody just shared this horrible abuse with me and I'm like this is bad and you know, there might be things there might be a secondhand trauma or whatever but I can I can walk out of that office and get in my car and go home uh-huh. and not have to get, and not have to deal with that. You can't you can't do that in ministry. You can't no. do that that job is 24-7. You can't do that. And so there's a lot of folks that I will that okay, great. I mean you you ministry does not pay the big bucks. You I believe if you're out here, you probably are called. But a lot of folks just think that they can just get out of here. They could just get out here and start it and start a church with no with no type of training. And oftentimes people mishandle the word of God because they'll go to 5011, grow your church seminars, but but can't take classes. At, at, can't take a can't take a New testament class at I mean at at, at online at a college yeah. or whatever. can't can't like 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 their, like their church will the church will spend the church will spend money to send them to whatever grow your church conference but won't but but they won't take that same money to pay for a credit hour of a class that's going to be able to help you get some decent theology Mm. that you're not abusing people from the pulpit. Mm. And so that, so it's like, you, I have no problem with church planning. I have no problem with church planning networks. I don't think that every single person who's going to be a pastor needs to have an MDiv. I, I am not an elitist. I am not a snob, but I can tell you from, from firsthand experience and firsthand knowledge of just of people who had no no theological training pastoring no 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 mental health exams (laughs) no anything no no not meeting any type of basic criteria that you would have to meet even like some of the denominations that that don't have, I don't want to say, like, a stringent, like, different, I've looked into different denominations, I've started with process, you know, in different, I've looked into the process, rather, in in different denominations and stuff, and, like, there's different, there's different denominations that's rigorous in different, in in different, different ways. And so, um, but, like, but, like, you know, at the end of the day, in some, in some denominations, don't have an adequate process but they at least have something yeah but like some folks some people some people are out there just like cool and i and i I personally have like witnessed firsthand where people who have bad theology have done harm but you could not but you could not say anything you could not offer any alternative insights you could not correct them because they were king of the castle because uh, they were the person who was being yeah. paid to stand in the pulpit every week uh, and uh. so if you if you offered any type of challenge it was like you were challenging them and you were challenging god and whatever and like yeah. that's just not okay and i and i and they like i said there's spiritual abuse in in every corner of the church you are gonna find some jerk that's doing
0: spiritual yes yeah, yeah. like you're gonna
2: you're gonna find here's gonna be some group of people there that's gonna be doing something harmful so it's, it's one of them things it's just like that's like like whether you want to chalk it up to sin whether you want whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it like that's like that's just what it, it, it is what it yeah. is I think it's a sin problem. I, I chalk it up to the fact that yeah, I mean we're we're sinful and we will and and if the, it's not that it's not like, like oh you know we're just so. Oh. We're bad, but just one of those things that, like, like if we if we ain't Mm -hmm. right, then we ain't right. Mm -hmm. And like, if you ain't right, if you if you ain't right, then you ain't right. And if you got issues and stuff, and so I mean, a lot of times, like, anyway, you know, just a lot of times these dudes, and I mean i guess you as women too, but majority of pastors are men, and a lot of these times these dudes get in get in the pulpit, they get on an ego trip, they don't, they there's there's no means to be able to correct them. There's no there's mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. there, and you can talk about institutionalized bad theology too. Because I mean, there's some there. There are some denominations that have int- institutionalized their bad theology and keep women and qu- keep queer people and keep yeah. everybody else and, and lock it up. That somehow it only is like you know white dudes and a few token black and brown folks that can that can show up and that can and that can teach the word and that can that can whatever. And that's a whole that's a whole other problem. But anyway, you said know, I' about to say that, like I think that, you know that, that, that getting back to that kind of like that questioning piece. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people are are afraid of that Ugh. and they're and they are afraid yes. to really think about what it is that they that they believe and why they believe it, and then to be willing to say, you know what, maybe, I, maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong about this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like, or just even say like, you know what, I believe this because it makes me feel comfortable, mm-hmm. but it might not be right. Mm-hmm. And, but it might not be. And, and, and you know, I think if, I think that a lot of our problems would be solved if people would just say, you know what, I know there could probably be a different way to look at this, but I just choose to think about it this way because it's what, it's what mm-hmm. makes me comfortable and I don't want to change. And people would just be, yeah. would be real about that. Then I think that, that, we could, that we could, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we could avoid. So like, okay, cool. You're entrenched in your racist theology. You're not trying to like, you know, spiritualize it or justify it. You just want to be racist because that's what feels comfortable. Cool. Then I don't have to, don't have to go to your church. Like, like just I mean, it. it's just like, like, just, just own it. Just say, you know what? I actually, you know, I actually don't yeah. like black people. Like, like, you know, I, actually I'm homophobic. Mm-hmm. You know, actually mm-hmm. I'm misogynistic. Just, just own it. Just oh, okay, cool. Like don't do sit and try to act like, you know, well, you know, we think, we think that women, that women have have, you know, they 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 have equal calling from God, but just different roles. Don't play, yes. don't play That's that such... mess. Like just oh just, gosh, just, just, ah. just say, like, just say, look, I don't think that women should be able to do X, Y, and Z. I can try to explain it from the Word of God. That's what I'm gonna try to do, but like okay i mean you know you can also explain from the word of god why you think that that's that, that that the opposite is true so i so you know i'm just i'm just comfortable with it like this is this is what i'm comfortable mm-hmm. believing this way the end like i wish that a lot of people would just would just be honest about this but like, i'm i'm like i am a, homosexual people make me uncomfortable gay folks make me uncomfortable the end okay they may okay they don't actually make me <laughs> uncomfortable but like see what people, if people yeah. would just say like i like if people would just say you know what that makes me that that makes me really uncomfortable. Honestly,
1: like for me, it makes me feel safe when people can come out and be like, "Yep, you're you just make me uncomfortable." It's like, oh, I don't have to be around you. I can I can now engage my consent and remove myself from you, and we can make this very a com- more comfortable situation mm-hmm. for both of us. <laughs> so- <laughs> exactly. I- exactly. So, I mean, I-, I deal with that like how. You said you grew up in the Black church and now you're like Episcopalian. And obviously, like some of the tradition, I see some of the traditions and Black churches don't leave you, right? <laughs> um, so like, how how is that in, in, your, in, in Chicago in a Black Episcopalian environment? What are some of those traditions? And I, don't, I guess for me growing up, the, the, the Black church sort of became a space that wasn't safe for me, being a queer person. And I don't want to like some all that up into the black church because I think that, you know, the black church is not a monolith and there are black churches that are affirming that, that, you know, and and there's still work to be done. And I just, I guess I've been thinking about the black church having to exist because of the Institute or or, or white supremacy, like it being sort of this formation of uh, of our spirituality. And I often find myself in spaces of like, I just don't know what to do. Sort of with this rich tradition that is growing in some areas and then some areas is deeply entrenched in some deeply homophobic, transphobic uh, sort of theologies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have you been on a journey, your own journey of anything like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I actually haven't had the chance to attend church as we moved to Chicago right in the middle of COVID-19. So the church that the Episcopal church that I attended um, before we before we moved to Chicago was actually Mm. like all white. Mm. and it was it was all white it was like was called like Anglo- anglo-catholic or whatever so it's like really basically like really high church okay. so like you know everybody uh so like it's so, like you know, the the not everybody was wearing this. <laughs> really, like, everybody everybody's wearing like came to church like wearing robes as you show God? up and you're like what i feel really, i feel really underdressed right now um like it wasn't it wasn't but, but, but you know like so so the priest you know he he would um he'd wear he'd wear like vestments and everything there'd be candles lit and different like we we had we did because the Episcopal church like they have where you can do a sung mass or a spoken mass as so we had sung and spoken mass they they would celebrate like some different like holy days like of different saints and then then you know they, there'd be times like they'd have like incense and stuff like people call yeah. it like like smells and bells whatever um but so a lot of it was like um, it, it's, it's a like like the Catholic Church in in some in some ways mm-hmm. except for you know like, not like, oh, hey, we, we, like, oh, the Pope is like our authority or whatever. um But that, but that's just kind of like a, cause, th- and then there's like Episcopalians that are like not even mm-hmm. anywhere close to that, but like, yeah. like, you know, that's kind of like low church, whatever, or, or it might look with it, with the exception of kind of how some of the liturgy and stuff is formed, like the music and stuff might be like, oh, this is like, you know, this is, they're singing, yeah, yeah, they're singing yeah. Reckless Love. Okay. <laughs> like, sure. like, whatever. So that, that, like, that does exist. I think that, that most Episcopal churches, are kind of in the middle of the road. Um, but anyway, so I attended this, this, this church that was just like really super white. And so, but I, I love the priests there. And the reason why my family, my family was there, um, was because was because of some conversations that I had, had actually had with the priest before we had even started yeah. attending there. Um, I had just happened just, it's just, it's funny how like the Lord will do stuff. I just felt led to, to go there because I had been discerning. Like, I think I want to, I think I want to, you know, be in the, in the Anglican yeah. tradition and sort of trying to, for what that looked like, and so some of that even kind of related to some mm-hmm. of my journey because I think that, that there's, there's another there's another Anglican denomination um, that I have several good friends that that are part of, and that looks a little bit mm-hmm. more like what I was used to, kind of coming out of kind of you know charismatic like whatever type of thing. not that there, there are some Anglican churches that are, that are charismatic, but that, that that you know that they have they tend to have more guitars and to have whatever. And you know I was fer- at first head start. Started to to kind of lean that way and was and was you know starting to to maybe start some of, some of the the discernment process and stuff there, and then I just and I'll get to it in a second but there's just yeah I just realized like I like I can't do that yeah. so I so I started. So I visited this Episcopal church, and I was actually attending another church, but visited the the Episcopal church, and um, just on a, on a random Sunday. And then um, the priest invited me. I mentioned, you know, like like whatever that I was that you know I was thinking about becoming an Episcopalian, but not until you I graduated seminary, which would have been you know like ne- like until I graduate seminary next year, which I mean this is next year yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the you know, priest invited me out to lunch, and so you know Father David and I like we talked for a while. Um, he just seemed really super cool. He was explaining to me kind of like, you know, some of some of the journey that that his church had been on, um, Mm -hmm. with with some different with with race, but then also um with same gender marriage, like that, that whole thing. And he and he had been kind of explaining some of that journey, whatever. And it was like, okay, cool. Like that's that's great. You know, maybe maybe I'll visit occasionally. So then you know a bunch of bunch of stuff happened and ended up attending ended up sorry going going to that church you just just a couple months, just a couple months later and ended up was like, okay, yeah, I want to be an Episcopal church. Well the thing that kind of had precipitated that is my nephew came out as trans last year um he's so he's he's been out for a year and then before that um a a cousin that that i'm very close to i feel like that was like the year before that um had had come out um he's he's gay um i'm assuming he's gay i guess he could he could be by he could be bi um i don't i don't know for sure like he's like like i I (laughs) know Who yeah, know likes other dudes, but I I don't know if he if he likes women. We, we just it's like okay cool like this is who you are. like yeah. I, I'm not like really involved into that because I feel like it's not, it's not my business. Um, it's just like, it's like okay cool this is who you are whatever. And so you know definitely, but but I say that, but it's like you know definitely having wrestle with like. I've been part of traditions that have, that have treated this like, oh, this is, this is you know, it's wrong. It's like, whatever, whatever. Like we, we love people. You hate the center love the center. Like, all, like yep. all this stuff. Yep. And then, like, like just, just all this stuff that's, that's harmful. And I've, and, and over the years I've, I've really wrestled and really struggled and have really just like, it's like, I don't fully accept that, but okay, this is like what you're saying is right. So okay. But then, you know, with whenever my nephew came out, it was just one of those things where it's like, where it was kind of like, you know, I felt like, you know yeah like that's like if people if, if if that's who you are like i'm cool with it like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to stop you but then really but then really in terms of you know where i was going to church kind of what denomination i was a part of i just kind of realized as i because as i was as i was thinking about being part of this other denomination um you know i realized that they that, that some people within the, within the denomination definitely would take like what some people would call like mm-hmm. a side b stance yeah. of like their side side a would be like you know fully affirming yeah. get married have sex do whatever but right. like do do you it's your world yeah side b is like okay cool like people like we believe that, it, that it's an identity we think that you know whatever like we we we, we yeah. believe in the experience but like, like like we believe that this is a value ex- valid experience but maybe you should say celibate like maybe like like maybe there's room for like you could you could have like a person that you care about and you know your and your spiritual friends or something like that and i'm not like you know, putting that down because i think there are people that that really that that are, that are part of that that like you know that's that's their jam that that yeah. works for them but but talking to other people like right. it's like okay but this doesn't work for us like mm-hmm. and so and so just having to mediate that space of like is this is this adequate uh, is is this church's stance adequate enough and what i realized what i felt convicted on is that like i want to be able to if i'm pastoring a church i want my nephew and my cousin to be able to come to yeah. my church mm-hmm. and to be able to be, able to be mm. their full authentic self yes and not feel like that there's anything that they have to hide mm-hmm. if my nephew wants to get married and asks me to perform his marriage I don't want to have to be like, well, you know, I'm sorry, but like, you know, my church says that I can't do it and I, and I could get kicked out. Like if I found out, like, yeah. like, that's my nephew. Like, I'm yeah. going to be like 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 like, 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 like that's, that's my nephew. And like, I'm, you know, the, the, the one in the family that he knows that's a minister, like, what is that really, like, am I really going to do that? And so I just, so I just realized, you know, I just, you know, I, I love, I love people yeah. and I'm going to try to love people as mm. much as I can love people. And if somehow, like, if God is displeased with me loving people, which I don't think he is, but if so, for some reason, God is mad at the people that I chose to love and just somehow decides that like, well, you know what, you know, forget that. Yeah. Then, okay. Like, i like, I just, yeah. I deserve it. <laughs> like, like, if I, like, if I'm going to get thrown in hell for loving people, then okay, like, fine. I mean, but the thing yeah. is, like, God isn't going to do that. <laughs> like, 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 what right. kind of God would do that? That yeah, said, exactly. like, exactly, you know, love your neighbor, and it, but he didn't like. There was, there was no like parentheses. There was no oh, but, but it, you know, except, except, <laughs> like, don't, don't love them, move them. Like, just, just don't like act like they don't exist. I don't, I don't remember reading that in my Bible. Whenever I look at my Bible, I see to love everybody. And so like, I, and so I have confidence in love and the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. So like that's, so, so, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. I need to have, and I say that, you know, it's definitely, it's been a journey in so far as not really like being like, oh, like I'm afraid of like, like, oh my goodness. I'm not like, I mean, like, like, like there's, there's a lot of other things that I would go to hell for, but, but like, like, there's like, there's like, there's like a list of things. If there's, if there's a list of things that God was like, well, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't think that, that caring about people's di- human dignity is going to make, it's going to make that list Amen. at all. But like, but like, but I yeah. is it's like, like I say you talk about like oh you go hell whatever because I think that that for me the thing is like recognizing that like you know it's some folks that are going to come out and that are going to be they are going to be nasty like I like I've had people write articles and stuff about me on like blogs that like two people read only way I know about is I had to Google my name um, to get verified. I to Google name get verified on Facebook, and it's so, like I had to like prove somehow that I feel like that they're verifying everybody now, but it's whatever. But anyway, but like, i had to you know prove that like I was whatever. So I was like, oh, well, let me like you know I was googling my name, to like be able to pull up like oh I was on this and I was on that yeah. and like to find to like my post by line and like all this other type of stuff. And then I'm like, oh, this blog wrote something about me. Okay, it's like it's like. Uh... <laughs> like, 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 like and, like, one of the things that they had something to say about was because I had mentioned, because I, I was telling, you know, like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah I think the Black People should go to the school church. And they had mentioned, and I, kinda, I, I talked about some of this, what I just shared yeah. with my journey and everything. And they were like, oh, my goodness, she thinks that, like, whatever. And I'm like yeah like uh-huh. i'm like i'm like yeah. okay yeah <laughs> people, people like so like putting this out there like it was something bad i'm just like okay okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, but, like, okay. It's, like, it's like you didn't say anything about me that wasn't true <laughs> like i like but then like they're like saying it like you know this oh. pro lgbtq like when i'm like yeah oh, okay like like are people supposed to be scared of me because of that like what <laughs> like okay whatever but yeah so hopefully I answered that and answered that right and answer that well They I certainly don't but hopefully that doesn't come off like oh I think that somehow like linking like queer people in hell Like, I'm not trying to link queer people in hell but I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that like that's what, that's what the thinking is sometimes, is that like, that's, 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 that's Mm. what the thinking is, is that like, if you somehow, like, love queer people, then you're gonna be like, oh, well, God's gonna somehow like throw you away or whatever, and I guess I'm just like, yeah, okay, like,
1: like,
2: like, I mean, I I guess if that's what happens, then like, that's not, that's not, I mean, if I'm gonna be thrown away by that God, then Mm. I'm okay like i'll like the god that i love Amen. doesn't throw Amen. people away like that so uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway so, so. yeah
1: make sure you join us for part two with ali henny and make sure you subscribe to permission to be on apple and spotify or wherever else you get your podcast from See you soon.